Uh, we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31. We're kicking off a brand new discussion of talks entitled Renewed. Renewed. And uh, so Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, a very familiar verse if you have grown up at church or you probably may have just seen it on a t-shirt somewhere. But it says this, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I love that. They will renew their wing, their strength, renew their strength. This morning, briefly, I want to talk to you from the subject, and then we're going to end with worship. But I want to talk to you from the subject. The promise is in the process. The promise is in the process. Let's pray one more time, and we'll get started. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for the amazing move that you're already doing in our hearts and in our lives, God. Father, we just want to sit here expecting, full of expectation of what you're going to do in our lives. Holy Spirit, we recognize you as our guest of honor this morning. And we ask that you would do what only you can do. Because we want to leave here changed. We want to leave here better, but not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us, God. And so we love you. We bless you. We honor you. In Jesus' name. Come on, everyone. Say it. Amen. 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 Real quick, I also want to say welcome to David and Julia. Um, they, they were our worship leaders for the first seven, six, seven years of discovery and they moved to Vacaville, and they're serving at the Father's House in Vacaville. We love the Father's House. But it's always great to have just a family with us. And so thank you guys for being here. Um, so with that said, let's talk about New Year's resolutions. Because we are four months in, and by now, <laughs> if you have not done your New Year's resolution, friends, you might as well just give up. Wow. <laughs> Feel blessed? Let's pray. Hey, well, I'm just kidding. And uh, so, so New Year's resolution, I don't know what yours is, but every year I have a New Year's resolution, and it's always to look fitter. It's always to look buffer. It's to have a six-pack. It's to have, you're like, I just like, that is my New Year's resolution every year. And as you can tell, <laughs> shut up. As, <laughs> New Year's resolution. I remember one uh, year in particular, I was really gung-ho about this, this New Year's resolution about being fit, and, um, and, and so I borrowed, uh, y'all probably don't remember this, P90X, Tony Horton. Yes. Yes. I remember, I, 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 my, my brother-in-law had P90X, I was like, bro, can I borrow P90X? He's like, yeah, and I got excited, y'all, because Tony Horton said I can do anything for 20 minutes. And I remember watching the testimonial videos of like a before and after picture. And they're like, this is what I was, but this is what I am now. And I'm like, ah, I got you so excited. <laughs> and so I bought the, the little stretchy bands. I bought the headband. I was ready to go. <laughs> At the end of 90 days, I was a bit frustrated because, friends, I looked the same. <laughs> I didn't have a six-pack. I didn't have bigger biceps. It was just, it was just same old John. And I, but, but, and I remember thinking like, man, but I was supposed to, like the promise was for me to look like this. But I knew that, I, I knew what the problem was. The problem was that I, I missed a few days of P90X. 
like 60, okay? <laughs> but, but I was faithful for 30, so I did like P30X. It was like an ex- expa- like expedited version of P90X. And, but I realized that the promise of me looking good was directly correlated to me going through the process of 90 days. And what I discovered and what I realized is, is that, that the, the, the correlation of, of a process and promise. In fact, let me, let me say it this way. The process always unlocks the promise. The process always unlocks the promise. But here's the problem. I hate the P word. Like I hate, I cringe when people say process. I'm like, ah, because I don't want the process. I don't have time for a process. Like, I need it now. I want it now. And if you're like me, you're sitting here this morning or watching online, and you're like, John, I don't like the process either. Well, we are in good company. But what I've discovered is that as much as I don't like the process, the process is necessary. The process is vital. Because the process unlocks the promise. And it got me thinking. Like, I wonder, I, I wonder how many, if in fact the, the, the process unlocks the promise, I wonder how many of us, we've negated a promise simply because we, were not, uh, we, we weren't sticking with the process. Like, like I wonder how, how much uh, better my GPA would have been if I stuck with the process of studying and doing my homework, I wonder if, if I could have had a promise of a higher GPA, higher than 1.87. You know, like, if God knew what he was doing. Like, like I, wonder, I, wonder, I wonder if I stuck with the process, if there would have been a different promise. Like, like, I wonder if, if this promise of me uh, uh, climbing up the corporate ladder of, of, of a different occupation or a career, I wonder if that promise could have been reached if I was faithful in the process. Yeah. If I was faithful in showing up to work on time. If I was faithful at honoring my boss. If I was faithful of just being there every day. Like, like I wonder if the promise would have been different if I was willing to stick with it. The process. And so as as there are physical applications to this concept, I genuinely believe that there are spiritual principles as well. In fact, the verse that we read in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, it is a verse that has a process and a promise. This verse, Isaiah, uh, verse 40 and 31, it's full of a promise. And the promise is this. It's a promise of renewal. It's a renewal of strength. It's a renewal of, 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 of a clear vision. It's a renewal of endurance. In fact, this word renew in the Hebrew, it implies, like, it implies a positive change that happens because of something else. 
So this idea, when, when Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 40, 31, it says that um, will renew their strength. They will rise up with wings as eagles. They will, uh, they will walk, they'll run and not grow weary. They shall walk and will not faint. Y'all, that's the promise. There's a promise of this renewed strength. Soaring with wings as eagles, it's, it's renewed vision that I can see a perspective that I could not normally see. It's, it's a renewal of endurance that, that when I feel weary that I can run and I can be full of strength and, and running with endurance whatever God has next for me. But I have to understand that this promise is directly tied to a process. And when I don't understand that this promise is tied to a process, when the promise doesn't work, I become frustrated. And I begin to look at the promise and say, promise you're broken. But the promise is not broken. It's just that I neglected the process that unlocks the promise. And so if promise, excuse me, if process unlocks the promise, and, and the promise here is renewed strength, vision, endurance, then I better understand what the process is to get there. And you know what the process is? It says, those that wait on the Lord. Woo! Let me tell you, if there's anything I hate more than the P word, it's that W word. <laughs> if there's anything I hate more than process, it's me waiting. I ain't got time to wait. I don't want to wait. But the text says those who wait on the Lord, they will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not go where they shall walk and will not faint. So if I want this promise, then I got to learn to just wait on the Lord. But it's hard, y'all. Waiting is so difficult. Waiting doesn't even make any sense a lot of the times. It's like, I don't want to wait. I just want to go. I just want to move. But waiting is crucial if I want to step into the promise. And so what I want us to do in the last remaining moments together is I want to give you two characteristics of those that wait well in hopes that while you learn and while you try and, and wait for the Lord, that you can apply these two characteristics and that it will help you moving forward. And so here's the first characteristic. The first characteristic is this. Those that wait well are full of expectation. Those that wait well are full of expectation. Now, if you've been here the past three or four weeks, you're like, John, get over it. This whole series was, you had a whole series on expectation. Like, talk about something new, you know? But here's what I've discovered is that expectation is the difference between you giving up or you keep going. And so if I don't have expectation, well, then I might as well just give up right now. Full of expectation. I got to be full of expectation. It's, it's the game changer. It's, it's the difference, the difference maker. Full of expectation. 
I love this, the word that those who wait, who wait upon, that, 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 that phrase in the Hebrew, it implies waiting with expectation rather than waiting with anxiousness. Can I propose you this morning, the reason why you and I hate to wait is because we wait in anxiousness rather than expectation. And there's a difference between waiting with anxiousness than waiting with expectation. See, because when I'm waiting with anxiousness, I'm focused on what's surrounding me. And so I'm waiting, I'm waiting with anxiousness, but I'm also looking at that relationship that's not working out. I'm looking at that occupation, that, that, that job promotion that just passed me up. I'm looking at that bad grade that I just got. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting, but I'm becoming anxious. But when I wait with expectation, all of a sudden, I'm not anxious about what's happening around me because I'm so focused on what God, what I'm expecting God to do ahead of me. And so I'm focused with expectation on what is ahead. And so, so I'm, I, I got to learn to wait with expectation. See, when I wait with expectation, it has me excited for the end goal. When I wait with anxiousness, it has me wondering if I'm even going to reach the end goal. And so when I wait, I got to learn to just wait with expectation. Though I'm not moving, God, you are faithful. God, though it doesn't make any sense, you are faithful. And so I'm waiting with expectation. So two things that people that wait well have, those that wait well, wait with expectation. The second thing, and the final thing, those that wait well, trust well. Those that wait well, they, they, they trust they trust well. Now, you probably discovered this as well as I have, but uh, not every, when it comes to me placing my trust in something, not every person, not everything is created equal. In fact, there are probably some of you in here this morning who you are still paying rap for the ramifications of placing your trust in someone or something that was never designed to carry that thing you were trusting. And so you're like, yo, John, like, I, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Because not everything is meant to hold, to carry your trust. Like that person is not meant to, you're, you're not meant to put your trust in a person, in that relationship, in your career, in that house, in that car, in your family. Like they were never meant to sustain and hold the ability to place your trust. You know who it is? Jesus. But my God, isn't that always easier said than done? In fact, when I said Jesus is the answer, ding, 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 some of y'all, there, there might have been a little pushback because you said, nah, see, John, I, I believe that until I didn't believe that. Like I did put my trust in Jesus that I would be healed, but I'm still sick. I, I would believe that, I, I, at one point I did believe that me putting my trust in, in this thing over here, that I, I believed it was right until it wasn't, until it didn't work out. And if that's you, I, I, I want you to hear my heart. I'm not asking you to place your trust in a result. 
I'm asking you to place your trust in a person. There's a difference. Because some of us here, our trust in Jesus is only as good until the first time he fails us. And then all of a sudden, I take my trust back. Like, no, you failed me. But my trust in Jesus is not a result. My trust in Jesus is not dependent upon whether or not he answered. Listen, me trusting Jesus is not even dependent upon me reaching what I'm expecting or not. My trust is in the person of Jesus. Like that, that's where my trust is. So that when my life is good or when it's bad, I'm trusting Jesus. When I'm full of joy or full of despair, I'm trusting Jesus. Why? Because my trust in Jesus is not a result. It's a person. And so those that wait well, they're full of expectation. And they trust well. And so as the band comes up, I want to end with one more story. And it's found in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20. It, it, this is a story. This is a story of waiting well. I took your microphone. Oh, you got a microphone. Dang. Awesome. <laughs> it's a story of, of, of waiting well. It's a story of this guy named Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. And uh, what, what, what I love about this story is, is that he is about to collectively get attacked by three different kingdoms, three different enemies. And uh, King Jehoshaphat does what every great leader does. He says, God, help! I don't know what to do. And one of the elders in the community, in this prayer that King Jehoshaphat was, was offering up to God, one of the elders began to speak on behalf of the Lord. And that's what we're going to read this morning. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 15. He said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. That's for someone this morning. He said, tomorrow march down against them. For they will be climbing up the pass of Ziz and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jerome. Verse 17. You will not have to fight this battle. He said, take up your position, stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. I love that. He said, take up your position. What's my position? To stand firm and see. Y'all, you got to see the ramifications of what's taking place this morning. Three, three different kingdoms, three different enemies were like powering up. And they're like, we're going to get you, king. All right. Well, God, what, you, you probably want me to begin to sharpen my sword, right? Get those arrows ready. Get that shield all polished. We're ready to go, God, because I know that's what you want us to do. 
But that's not what God said. God said, I want you to do two things. He said, I want you to wait and I want you to watch. Uh, God, maybe you didn't. <laughs> Clearly you misunderstood. There is an army coming. There's a lot of people. They're trying to kill me. And you want me to wait and watch? That makes no sense. In fact, in fact, this morning, as, as we begin to practice waiting and watching, people from the outside looking in are going to be like, man, you crazy. What are you doing? Don't you know that no one has your back? If you want something, you got to go out and get it. Don't you know, girl, I know you're single, but, but, but like, just wait. <laughs> like, why don't you go get someone? No, I'm just going to wait. That makes no sense. I'm just going to wait on the Lord. You want, you want to climb up that corporate ladder? Well, you better, you better uh, fight, claw, lie, cheat, because you won't get there any other way. No, I'm going to wait. But it doesn't make sense. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait, and I'm going to watch. I'm going to wait, and I'm going to watch. That makes no sense for people that are on the outside looking in. But what they don't understand is that when I wait, I'm getting stronger. What they don't see is that while I'm waiting, I'm getting clarity over my vision. What they don't understand is that while I'm waiting, God has given me endurance and he is filling me up so that I can go forward. What they don't understand is that those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk. They will not fail. My question to you this morning is are you willing to wait and watch? Because the process of waiting unlocks the promise of renewing. Amen, somebody?